0: Right,
1: welcome back to the Bus Bot Scottish Football Podcast Weekend Review. Lots and lots to discuss from another frantic weekend in Scottish football with Andrew Gamba. Hello, Hamish. It's good to have you. Good to have you back in the hot seat as well. I was on there uh, on, Sun- on Thursday. Did you miss that one? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you, only, you
0: only listen to the ones you're involved in. I only listen to the ones I'm on. Yeah, oh, just so I can listen back to all my parts all of it. Just fast forward through everyone else, just so it's me that I'm listening to yeah <laughs> part time busball man <laughs> the very polar opposite of a part
2: time busball man is also on the call his name's Callum Scott how are you Yeah, delighted to be back as always Amish. I was about to say that um, it's been ages since I've been on given that Gamba never listened to Thursday either so in Gamba's world it's been about 10 or, 10 <laughs> or, 10 or 10 on.
1: <laughs> I, if it didn't happen in Gamba's world it didn't happen at all so no. yes 2019 brilliant. the last time I heard you KC Good to have you two on and um, also our very special Motherwell guest, I kind of teased it on the the social media as well, Andy Andrew Scott is on to chat about the the turmoil going on at Fir Park, (laughs) good to have you on mate.
3: Aye, uh, cheers, it was uh, quite a, an introduction on the Twitter, so hopefully I don't uh, let you down, but nah. I'll link my team, who knows
1: <laughs> Nah, I'm sure you won't, um, we're going to, the reason I wanted to get you on was obviously things aren't going too well for your team You're struggling badly, that was compounded yep. at the weekend when you lost to Hamilton, so we'll probably start there I mean we were we were chatting about Neil Lennon's clothing um, prior to the start of recording, we'd love to chat 40 minutes on that But I think instead we'll we'll talk about the actual football and, and get on with things Obviously, a disappointing result that goes without saying. A one 0 defeat at home to your Lanarkshire rivals, Hamilton. A late header from Hakim Adolphin, one of the most horrible footballers ever to have graced Scottish football, I think, and he's scored a winner in a derby. That must hurt.
3: Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, it did make up from his uh, earlier <laughs> sit I don't know if you watched it. It's I don't know how he's not. Sit-up. I know, uh, but it, did, it took the header well. Um, I mean, the referee took about two minutes to decide if it was a corner or not. Uh probably was, uh, but the ball was brilliant. And uh, as I said, he's, he's got real desire to sort of meet the header. And it was a, it was a tidy finish.
1: What's going wrong for your team then? Because um, you did brilliantly last season. And I, I say that and I add the caveat that I think the majority of good work was done prior to Christmas. Because I think if you yeah. look at Motherwell this year, I saw a mental stat like one win in fifteen or something. So, do you feel that that do you feel that the whole kind of COVID lockdown is almost like saved Robinson in a in a way? Because many people are looking at it, and they, despite having terrible form at the start of the year, you still managed to finish third, and people were saying what a great team. Whereas maybe now you're starting to see um, the results of things that have been going wrong for maybe five or six months.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I don't disagree with what a word just said there. Um, I was speaking to uh, Lewis and uh, uh, Ryan. Uh, we were, if you, if you remember correctly, my um, way back, it was the aberdeen Model game. Uh, it was the night this, the whole football got stopped. Mm-hmm. So we were beaten, um, going to meet before it to go and watch the game. Uh, but I said in the week like, leading up to that, uh, we were going to get story, I think. I know Turnbull came back. Uh, it was it would have been his like first start. He was tipped to get it, um, but as you as you say the the run the run up to that uh, we were it was like a bit of a nosedive, uh, sort of going back in what you said there. It's actually one Premiership one in thirteen, which is just horrendous. Really um, yeah, definitely, and like as you say, I think they sort of mass that over because um, we think oh we're third, we must we must be good, uh, and it's very much the start of that season that's kind of kind of which is why we ended up there. Um, and again, as you said as well, um, it's probably the best model team, um, best model side that I've seen in a while. Uh, on paper, um, especially with the addition of Stephen O'Donnell, I thought it was brilliant by business. But we just, we just can't seem to to click. Uh, I don't think he knows he's he's starting eleven. Um, he chops and changes most weeks. Especially up the top. I think defensively we're okay. Obviously um, you've got Donnelly out for five months, which is, which is a bit of shame. Uh, and you've also got McGinley, which is injured. Uh, but again, you bring, bring in a uh, The centre-backs seem quite solid. McGabby's done well since he's came in. Uh, but up at another end of the pitch, uh, especially with a player like uh, David Turnbull, we just seem to be struggling uh, to put mm. the ball in the back of the net, uh, and that's obviously shown by, by the league table.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Turnbull there, and we, we don't know how much longer he's even going to be on your books, judging for the yeah. reports that are coming out. Um, Casey, you were, I think, on record on Thursday's show saying that you, you really wouldn't be surprised if, if Hamilton got a result on, on Saturday, so you probably felt a little bit vindicated on, on Saturday evening <laughs> when that came in.
2: No, absolutely. As we it was usual kind of cliches in the, the kind of preview, it's obviously a derby. Never know what happens, and I think they actually mentioned it in sports sounder, but uh, sorry, sports scene about how good the away record is for both sides. Um, in, in the Lanarkshire yeah. derby, so I, I knew that Hamilton had a pretty good record at far Park, but I didn't know it kind of crossed over. Um, so that's why there was kind of no no real surprise with there. Um, even though I, I did say that for the podcast sake, but. Had I had a bet on in Saturday I would have probably backed Motherwell. Um here I am sitting a, a poorer man and 10-15 quid <laughs> worth half the weekend. But um no, I it was it's I mean, looking again I can go on to the highlights and reading the kind of match reports and stuff, I think Motherwell were the better team first half. Obviously Turnbull had a good few shots for distance, but the second half it looked like Aki's battered them, man, yeah. to be honest. Um as we said, obviously the Guy must have before that. I couldn't believe when <laughs> I seen highlights. Like, it was, a, it was I, a sh- I was
1: convinced that was a goal because I knew he'd scored the winner, and I saw the corner. And I went, "Oh God, it's a tap in." <laughs> he puts it away. Uh,
2: no, honestly, I couldn't believe it. And then it was it was me and my weight watching highlights like, together, and thinking, "If you were watching this live though, like, you'd be lumping on Aki's to score because I mean they were missing chance after chance, and just put Motherwell under some real real pressure." And Robinson's comments after the game again really mm. stuck out. And I've spoken to uh, both Andy and Lewis, obviously, the other Burst uh, member who's a wonderful fan about this. And I, I don't know. I know I'm the biggest reactionary person on this podcast, right? But I'm not in charge of 22 guys in a dressing room, you know what I mean? Um, Are you do not got an amateur team? Aye, well, that's getting up there a wee bit as well, but they, they don't listen to me anyway, so that doesn't that's <laughs> fully out, so I'm not in charge of them anyway. I babysit them, but, um, but I mean, I, th- I just think, I don't know, I think... It, it's, but it's, it's interesting though because I, I spoke about it's only a couple of games in but this is stretching back 13, 14, 15 league games but I, didn't, I wasn't happy with his comments and he said that's the difference if we had a top striker up there they would have like, lapped up those chances or whatever I mean what game was he watching because it was Turnbull that absolutely like, was the only one that looked scoring for 25-30 yards it didn't look to be any kind of sitters missed in, in the, the, the final third um, but I don't know if he'll end up losing the dressing room with that because that's a couple of things he's come and mm. said and that's just quite interested.
1: yeah his, um, his comments for, for me reading between the lines I, I don't want to go you know big time in this but he, he did seem like a guy who had kind of um, admitted defeat in many ways he looked at a, a beaten man which you know five games into a, a league season when you finish third the year before uh, I don't think it's particularly good, and the results have been terrible at the start of the season, sitting with two points, and uh, got Celtic to go to uh, to sorry to play yeah got to go to Celtic Park next weekend, got um, Rangers uh, at Fir Park a few weeks after that, so um, you're a bit worried for Mother. What did you make of uh, his comments Gamba? Because as, as I say, I, I thought they were they were pretty telling. It's
0: it's it's worrying things to hear from a manager before going to Parkhead. <laughs> It's I, that's the thing is when you're going to be going there it's it's going to be one of these ones where I think Mother well, we're going to be looking for it, that chance and they're going to be hoping to you know take it whenever whenever they kind of get it, it just limit Celtic to as little as they possibly can. Um, it's worrying because I'm one of these clowns that I'd actually back them to have a good season this year and um. Where did you have them? <clears throat> Third. Uh, <laughs> um. And it's... <laughs> looking back at the 2020 form. It's, it's, it's not particularly it's not particularly great. I don't know whether it's one of these things where to kind of galvanise them, you do need a game where it's kind of backed back to the wall and being the underdog in the game, maybe to try and get a wee bit of this camaraderie and things like that in there. Or it will completely go to shit and it will be an absolute disaster at Celtic Park and then things will be said that can't really be taken back. You don't know. You don't know. Um... It's going to be it's it's going to be an interesting one at the weekend. The only, the one positive I do think about from Motherwell is that the Celtic will have been playing a European game before that, and haven't been the greatest afterwards. Whether this will do anything for them or whether that what's going on at the moment is just going to be a wee bit too much for them to deal with, who knows? But let
1: Yeah, <laughs> obviously Motherwell are um, in Europe as well, in, in midweek against Glentoran. Um, we're not really ones to talk up the Irish game in this podcast, but. Uh, if I was a Motherwell fan, I mean, are you are you a little bit concerned about that game, Andy? Given the way your team's playing, I mean, we've we've got another man in, on the podcast currently who um, whose team qualified for Europe not so long ago, massive achievement, and then completely underwhelmed when they got there. And for me, it's a bit of a banana skin that.
3: Oh, definitely. Uh, and as a Motherwell fan, we are not prone to that. Um, I don't know if you remember, maybe four or five years ago, we probably had like your best draw uh, in Europe against Germany and Iceland. Mm. And obviously, You're the team that was like most famous, yeah, aye, most famous for for the celebrations on YouTube. Uh, they put us out, uh, which I think up until Kelly get put out by Connie Square was probably the worst result Scottish football had in Europe, in my opinion. Um, but. I think, going back to the game on Thursday, um, one of their uh, players is an ex model player, uh, Gail Bigger the uh, I, wa- I watched their game uh, against that Faroese mob on uh, BBC Sport. They were showing it uh, in Northern Ireland, so I just watched that. And, I mean, uh, I know the conditions were terrible, but they, they looked to play like some all-right football. Uh, their goal was some good one-touch football and a, a classy finish. Uh, and if I was a betting man, um, I'd be putting... Bigger than man out of score uh, at this rate because uh, yeah, we know him as a lively player, um, and if he if he, if he turns up at Fur Park on first, he will definitely cause us some problems.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just a wee bit worried for for Motherwell with that one. If I'm honest, I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, you, it's a one off game and you're at Fur Park, so you're yeah. still the favourites. Like, I mean, they're not a great
3: side. Personally, like, I think we will win, um, but it's just in case. It's, it's the case. right, right, we'll win. That's us. Got the first one. Uh, but then you go to Celtic Park and you're like, mm. can they ever catch a break? Uh, and you look at the fixtures, uh, I'm pretty sure we play Aberdeen away, Rangers at home, Kelly away. So we've struggled against the so-called lesser teams. And now if we do eventually get that, that result, that one to sort of keep us going, we've got to go to these places and play against these calibre of teams. But I mean, on on the other side of that coin, um, I think our best performance this season has been at Easter Road. Uh, which was the hardest of our opposition mm. um, I think we probably should have won that game um, me being biased but I thought we had the better chances I thought the goal was a bit harsh to get this a little again I understand why it was um, but as I said I thought we were the better, better of the teams I thought Tundle and uh, Campbell were outstanding in that game and uh, I mean when you look at it at a point and that was probably a good, deemed as a good result but it was certainly one that uh, I thought I sort of felt with opp- the opportunity to sort of take all three
1: Yeah just finishing Mother Motherwell Andy how do you see it playing out with Robinson do you think he'll turn this around? Well, he's done it in
3: the past um, I think it was two seasons ago uh, last season maybe it, it was insistently playing that 3-5-2 and we get battered off every team um, every, the fans are on the back and everything mm-hmm. uh, back then going get him out, get him out uh, he turned it round and as we know uh, we finished third uh, last season albeit uh, due to some form in the first half of the season uh, but it is has, has his chance to sort of prove um, that he is the manager we all think he is uh, and if he does turn that round um, it will be, be some achievement for him uh, but he's definitely got the squad to do it. Um, on the other hand, like, if, if Turnbull goes, and obviously have and seen Campbell uh, being like a move down south, it will be challenging. But, I mean, you finished third last season without Turnbull, uh, and if anything, the squad's better. Um, so, uh, it is well within the realms of possibility that he could turn this round, uh, and I hope he does.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I remember being at a game a couple of years ago, uh, you were playing Livingston at home it was a one all draw at the start of the season it was just after Livy had come up and at half time there was boos um, players yeah. off and, and I thought Robinson was a beaten man at that stage I think they'd just been yeah. beaten by Kelly the week before and I honestly thought he was a, a beaten man but he turned that around to finish third so he, he has good potential to do it I personally think he will Um I just I think he's got the players there, and I, I think he he will get them back on side. But I, I take Casey's point that he he's a very critical manager, he, and I think in many ways maybe only him and Lennon um in the league in terms of being brutally honest about their own players. And it can work both ways. You can get a reaction, but I think if you. I um, have a go at them too often. Then they do have a tendency just to say, oh, nah fuck this! I'm I'm getting on with it. And I'm I'm not going to bother, or we're going to want you out, or whatever." So I think it'll be interesting. But yeah, we'll move on from from Motherwell. Put you out your your pain, or, or Gamba. Do you want a wee a wee word in Hamilton? We know you you love them. We'll, we'll never be
0: relegated. <laughs>
2: Typical Hamilton sorry, now,
0: sorry. Ah, a cracking result. I mean, the, it, it was so funny just watching like. Listening to people's reactions of that goal coming in, it just kind of dawned on everyone. <laughs> they were just like, it's they're going to do it again, aren't they? It's going to happen. Yeah, they're on again. They're on again to stay in. So, you know, it's it's going to happen.
1: Yes. Right, where are we going now? Do you want to, to pick, Casey? Do you want to get your, your miserable afternoon out of the way?
2: <laughs> Go for it. Ibrox. Hi.
1: What was it like then? Because I've read the reports from this and a lot of people will probably look at it and say, you were going to Ibrox, nothing nothing gained, nothing massively lost. Um, for me, just a bit, a bit disappointing for Kelly. Just they, I heard they didn't really lay a glove um, on Rangers at all. Rangers, I think, were a lot better than they were against Livy. They won pretty comfortably, From judging from the highlights. What was your feeling? Just a, a bit frustrated?
2: I think, Hamish, again, to, to get back to the, the discussion we had on Thursday, the way we set up, I just knew it was only going to be a matter of time. We did not do anywhere near... Uh, enough in the final third but I'll give him his dues I thought the first half we were, pr- we were well organised we restricted Rangers uh, to kind of shots for distance uh, Danny Rogers made a, one a good safety for distance for Kent and he rushed out um, and one to, to prevent I think it was maybe I to score um, but we were pretty comfortable but second half Rangers just totally step up a gear because uh, they have to and we tried to carry on the same way we were And we didn't change anything about, about our style And as I said, if you're waiting at the edge of your box We know fans there, Rangers having to get the same pressure on them See, as I'm saying, if, if that game's in front of 50,000 The second half, I reckon Rangers drop further and further back as the game goes Because because they're too scared to make mistakes Whereas they know that there's no pressure on them So they can go out and then they get The, the goal right after half-time obviously changes it Grand scheme, the, the 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 whole complex of the game, um, but nah I was I, I was really disappointed. I mean, no shots in target is shameful to be honest. Um, I remember for the highlights I watched in the pub and didn't really pack up anything else going forward. The uh, Brophy had a shot early on, it was miles wide. Uh, if I can avoid, it was never going to happen. So, I'd say first half he did get it right. To an extent, but we had to give more. I knew even that second, like, we, had, we had to give more. But the same people are coming out and saying, Well, Livingston got a draw against them doing that, we got a draw against Celtic doing that. It's different pitches, though. And I'm not talking yeah, about 100%. the Astro in general, like, I just mean tighter, tighter park. Like, uh, I don't even mean the actual surface. Um, you play there, Ibrox Ibrox is massive, man. Get what I mean, like, like, there's so much more space in that than there is at Robbie Park, so I, I'm not having that. It's a totally different game altogether. And I I was really I was really disappointed. But in I seen Kabamba was coming on. I goes right excellent going to up top. And then he takes off brofe and we're chasing the game. I'm thinking so it was just going like for like we're a bigger guy up there. It's no and it did they make a difference? Did not make one one a of difference. Yeah. And it, it was just disappointing. and Speak to a few Rangers fans. They've said it's the easiest game they've had against Kilmarnock for uh, some period of time.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting what you say there about the difference between playing Celtic and Rangers home and away, and we've, I mean, the, the league season's only a month old, but we've seen that already. The way that I think every away game Celtic and Rangers have played so far, they've struggled. And I mean, Rangers beat Aberdeen, but weren't convincing. Celtic far from convincing at Tannadice, and obviously the two draws they've had as well. So, and then you compare it to the home form when they're absolutely, you know, five against Hamilton for Celtic and Rangers have scored eight goals in their three home games, not conceded yet so there is a big difference there it's strange obviously to consider whether that would be different with fans I think it probably would because you don't usually see the massive massive disparity um, but yeah comfortable for Rangers Ryan Kent I heard he was pretty good he scored 3-5 and five now at the start of the season um, but obviously the main man Gamba as usual and he taking the headlines and he wasn't even playing on Saturday as a Mr. Alfredo Morelos it seems like his time at Ibrook's may be over and um, if certain WhatsApp rumours are to be believed which they're <laughs> Usually not. Um, he's certainly he's made a bit of a name for himself.
0: <laughs> um, I and <laughs> what's rumors aside? Just taking what Gerard said, made it easy. It wasn't even the bench, was he? Like that's. Mm. I mean, int- interesting. Um, who knows? I mean, the 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 kind of initial speculation was to do with him leaving, which. You know, again, as we're saying, what's rumors? Do you believe them? I think yes. you're, I think you probably shouldn't, but uh, <laughs> um, if it is if it is to do with that, then you know that's a, it's an element of well he's made it easy because he's going I don't want to get him injured in a game. If it is just to do entirely with the attitude that he was showing, then it's one of the worst things possible. Your man Roof coming in and just scoring, <laughs> just straight up coming in scoring, getting basically the one goal. I know Kent obviously kind of finishes it off, but if if it is one of these situations where someone is someone has been not exactly shown their best and someone comes in and immediately does the job that they're supposed to do that can be one of the worst things that can happen I immediately think of um, just obviously because I, I have to relate every single thing I talk about to Celtic was when Griffiths was pissing about and um, Kamala came in and scored against Hamilton. it was like okay that's the worst possible thing that can happen for Griffiths here your replacement's just come in and just showed he yeah. can score I mean your man Roof's come in and scored and obviously Itten was playing as well um, but <laughs> I I think he's probably going, Yeah, that's my opinion of it, he's probably going um, and I think he maybe knows it's over the line and has maybe just kind of <laughs> tried to force it through in the past week I think might be the way of putting it, um, it will be very very interesting if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, it's going to be very, very interesting. It'll be very <laughs> but interesting it always is with Mariallo isn't, it? isn't yeah. it? I mean, when's it not interesting with him, man? He's he's box office. If he does go, I'll be I'll be pretty sad because he's, he's we'll... a he's a interesting guy.
1: Yeah, well, the podcast will shrink immediately by about ten minutes every show because we, a feel like to talk about him. But he just—he has box office, you're right. The amount of right. things he does. But don't worry if if he moves on, and when he moves on, probably we'll, we'll have a countdown of our favourite Alfredo Morelos moments because he's he's had loads of them. We could probably do a full podcast on. Him, to be honest, guys, yes, c- convincing in the end for Rangers, um, and for what it's worth, yeah, I think Morelos will move on as well. So that took Rangers, I think, nine points ahead of Celtic, um, obviously it was kind of lower deficit to the likes of Hibbs and uh, St Mirren near the top of the table, but Celtic played the half-five kick-off, not convincing at all, but they, they got the late victory over Dundee United, um, Albion Ayeti scoring 83rd minute in that game, scoring interestingly enough into Benjamin Segrist, who had a really good game, but the he had played with um, in his Basel youth days, which I thought was an interesting s- kind of story from that game, but Segris had a great game Dundee United in general were pretty good but um, Celtic won and obviously a big three points, Andy did you see any of that game?
3: Uh, I saw the highlights yeah, uh, just to sort of go on from, from what you said, uh, Segris I thought a great game um, Christy uh would and Edward on a handful of occasions, uh, I think Christy would be quite annoyed not to, not to score because uh, some of the shots were quite good Uh, It looked like a fairly dominant performance by Celtic, um, but I did notice that Dundee United were sort of set up well, uh, and they were unlucky with a couple of their chances. Um, I also thought their work work rate was quite impressive as well, and they seemed to sort of pressure up against Celtic Mm. instead of just sort of sitting back as you would maybe expect. Um, but I think uh, it's only going to be out of time uh, with at a bit of chances Celtic are creating. Um, and eventually, as you say, they do get the goal uh, through a jetty, um, It looked a bit of a, a messy goal, mm. but who really cares? I th- also, I think Freeman was maybe unlucky uh, on the line not to sort of get um, a bit more on it to maybe clear it off. Uh, but I mean, Celtic thoroughly really deserved the win um, from what it looked like through the through the highlights.
1: Yeah, a victory for Celtic Gamba, but not massively convincing, and probably a, a fair few question
0: marks about that Celtic team at the moment. Aye, um, I won't. I won't go too long because I'd fill up the whole show. <laughs> um, I, I I think that game, the there were enough. There were enough decent chances to win that before they did. But I think if Celtic were playing too up front there probably would have been that more clear-cut chance that would have come a lot earlier. I know, obviously, Edward at the post and he had a decent chance toward the beginning of the second half, but from about 50 minutes up until about 80 minutes, there's not a massive amount that happens for Celtic in that time in terms of like really clear-cut chances that are created from what I can, from what I can remember in the game. Now, maybe I'm just being overly critical, but I do think things changed. First of all, when Forrest came on, which everyone seemed delighted that he wasn't starting, um, and when he came on I do think things started to go Celtic's way a wee bit more um, and also with a coming on um, and I think did really well when Christie hits the initial shot he keeps it alive by heading on the back end and then obviously the, the chance it eventually comes from that that's really good kind of football and intelligence that you see there rather than just he, he's not doing that to score he's doing that just to keep the move alive yeah. and he eventually gets his goal from it so that was quite that was quite pleasing to see um, but I Celtic started dismantling teams after the winter break last season when they went to three five two. I'm interested and in, I'd be interested to to know what Lennon's kind of thinking is. Not to kind of persist with it this season. Whether he thinks the players he's got are better suited to another formation. Because any time I've seen Celtic with two up top, they've looked a lot better. So, I I I would I would go to that if I was Lennon, but I'm not. So they probably won't. They will probably line up with one up top midweek again and probably one up top against Motherwell at the weekend. So. I don't know, but a Yeti scoring and the way the way it came was was quite interesting. Um, hmm. I I would be I mean again from a Dundee United point of view I would be disappointed if it was Dundee United because as I said I don't think Celtic created that massive chance. But you always know when you're playing against these kind of teams that that chance is going to come and you need to <laughs> either that bit of luck needs to go your way and sadly for them it didn't. Yeah, the uh,
1: Lennon probably feels he doesn't maybe have the personnel at the moment. Certainly defenders at the club to to play a back three because. He's lost Sumanovic, and at the moment Celtic haven't replaced him. Obviously, lots of chat about Shane Duffy, who knows whether that one will happen. Um, but yeah, I, I think he'll go back to 3 5 2 at some stage. Casey, did you see this game and have you got anything to add?
2: No, not really, Hamish. I mean, it's obviously it's a big talking point amongst Celtic fans, but I was actually going to ask you guys the question initially, but Yamba's basically covered it. I just I can't. Well you make a good point actually about the centre half So that's why they're not playing three five two Because everybody day I've spoken to says Well it's Gus Griffiths isn't there But I'm thinking Well mm-hmm. Klamala or uh, a Yeti now who's in Are surely good enough Aye. to I, I know it'd be quite hard to throw him in But I was thinking for a few games Klamala could start up in a, a two way Edward And bring out the best in Edward um, To quote I don't know if you've seen the argument Between Gordon Strachan and John Hartson About the debate about yeah. the, the number 10 And the number 9 fiasco no? I saw a bit. <laughs> aye. aye, right, so I've just got to see. <laughs> well, interesting to see Edward playing in his much favoured number ten role according to Gordon I reckon if uh, somebody was up front with him, but because um, because it, his it best going towards goal, we have seen that we we's uh, he's, he's goal against Reykjavik in that last week. So, but as I said, that that's been pointed out about the the whole aspect of the centre halves because I didn't even really consider that, but that is is more. Uh, understandable why he's not playing 3-5-2 opposed to, to not having two up top but if I was a Celtic fan I would be worried because that is two games obviously it's always good to not play well and get a win eh, as they did well I wouldn't say they played poorly but they we've seen Celtic blow away teams they didn't do that and then how much they struggled at Robbie Park they could have played all day and wouldn't have scored again, scored for a goalkeeping error um, hmm. so if I was a Celtic fan I'd maybe be quite concerned with that yeah that's probably
1: a fair point Um, But victory for Celtic nonetheless, so they've still only dropped two points so far this season and yeah, things are kind of heating up at the top. As I said on Thursday's show, I was at a game on Saturday, guys. I actually got to to end my 200-day wait to see a live game of football and it was a pretty decent one. It was St Mirren against Ross County. Biased, obviously, and I know it's not up against a great deal of competition, but for me, probably game of the weekend, looking at the the quality of the match, I thought it was a pretty decent game. It kind of started... Uh, pretty well I think Ross County were the better team in the first half an hour or so St Mirren got their opener through uh, John Obeka scoring for the second weekend in a row and then the big moment in the second half is the red card dished out by referee oh no sorry fourth official Willie Collum on uh, Joe Shocknessy (laughs) Um, now we'll we'll probably criticise Willie Collum for getting involved and we'll probably have a wee laugh but he deserves a lot of praise doesn't he because we're quick to criticise him and the referee didn't see that at all. I don't think there's any debate over it being a red. I mean, it's a it's a high challenge. I don't think it's malicious, but it's a bad challenge. And if Willie Collum doesn't jump in there, shockingly, see, keeps playing and it's an injustice. So do we give Collum a wee bit of credit, guys?
2: I 100%. C- credit where it's true. Brilliant decision. Um, and as you said, it does change the landscape of the game after that because Seanan sure stays in the park. They more than likely see the game out even got him sco- eh, one bit more so no we- I'm the first one to sit and bash referees all the time but no credit where it's due because C- Colm got that spot on and the ref was got to play on he didn't even give the free kick wasn't it? The, he, the didn't give, the he didn't call. give a foul at Aye, all th- 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 and th- th-
1: then th- the, the players kind of came in and there was a bit of a, a scuffle and all that and then suddenly um, the referee who was Mike Grunko and pulled the red card out and we we're all going what is it for someone hit someone or something like that but it turned out and then he gave the foul so it was a it was a strange uh, sequence of events it was um for me personally been at the game where with, with no fans was was weird hearing all the players shouts um, hearing Jim Goodwin and Kettlewell giving their instructions to the players was like fascinating like a, something you'd never hear before Goodwin telling like you know players to pull on to other guys because they're playing one up top just stuff that I never thought... You never he- think about it because there's always fans there, even if it is only a couple of thousand. Um, my highlight was uh, Michael Gardine calling the, the assistant referee a cheating C and, uh, <laughs> and not getting a booking at all. I mean, I did not know that players could get away with language like that. And it's not even... like The second C isn't even the worst bit. That you, I don't think you could call the integrity of an official into question, and he's clearly done that. But the assistant just took it like a wee bitch, basically, that <laughs> <It> did nothing. <laughs> um, so that was, that was an enlightening moment. Um, but yeah, County obviously got the equaliser. Um, Later on, I think it was given as our own goal off um, uh, Nathan Sheeran, I think it was. Sharon. It, was, it yeah. was Gardine, funnily enough, who had made the mistake for the opening goal, who um, would maybe be claiming it. But um, I think these two teams are pretty decent. Like, I know it's early in the season and I know we touched in Motherwell struggling early, and obviously Hamilton have struggled a little bit as well, Andy. But I don't, I don't know if I see that these two teams. I don't want to say not getting into a relegation battle because it's so early, but I think they're much better than than last season. And I don't know if I necessarily see either St Mirren or Ross County being relegated this season.
3: No, well, yeah, it's a good point. Um, we found that out the hard way when we went up to the Islands for, for for the first game of the season. I was expecting a walkover. Uh, to be perfectly honest. What, for, for um, years. But I, think <laughs> I, I, I think the voice Stuart up front has uh, mm. been brilliant like for them. I him, yeah. Um, I, I do as well. Uh, Erwin has his day as well. I think he's sort of to, to come on. And I know he was good with us, um, but he kind of lost it. I don't know maybe, where he was at
1: the weekend. He wasn't anywhere to be seen, so I don't know if he's injured at the moment.
3: Is he? Uh, I've seen, he was good. Wasn't he? It was the game before that. I, I'm sure I watched I was quite impressed with him. Um, and on the other other, other side with St Mirren they've obviously took Richard Tate from us um, bizarre when that came about but his clearance is <laughs> probably the, the best thing I've seen him like going clearance in my life I don't know how he gets his foot that high up Aye. but he is a solid solid signing for them uh, and that's why he's in my fantasy. And team they see well. for
2: you to, to come in there, just way more. Were you disappointed to see him go? Like, w- would you have still had him part of your
3: starting 11 this season and stuff? Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, I think he's, he, he'd be a my team, uh, to be fair. It was a bit of a weird one when he, went, when he went because, from what my understanding was, the club um, offered to give him a contract before this all happened. Uh, then they took it away because they're like, like, we don't know if we can afford this now. But he's went to spat the dummy out in the press or something like that. Mm. Uh, then he's apparently muddled after that, said, right, we've looked at the finances, we can offer you this. But he was like, nah, nah, I'm away, fuck you, sort of thing. Uh, it's disappointing to lose because he was probably one of your most consistent players in the past two or three seasons. Uh, and it's a real coup for St Mirren he's so versatile um, as, as well he can see. play anywhere yeah.
2: across the back which is you can't yeah. buy and
3: it I, I think as well even at the back as you say but I watched the game against Hamilton as well uh, with St Mirren and he's getting forward in quite a lot of positions mm. um, I'm pretty sure in that game he got an assist um, and see when you've got if he's willing to go forward to put the balls into the box and you've got a player like Abika, um who likes scoring against us especially at Far Park then they'll, they'll be fine uh, I can I'm not saying that neither of them will get in a relegation battle, but on current form, um, they're they're playing playing excellent, to be fair to them. I saw the highlights, and after the red card, I think, um, the game could have went either way, um, because Billy McKay at the end uh, seemed to have come narrowly close to, to getting that winner. Uh, it seems as if you were at a good game.
1: Anyway. No, I, I genuinely—I don't know if it was just because it had been the first game in a while, but I, I genuinely did really enjoy it. I think it's two good teams, two really good defences, but good teams going forward as well. A lot of really good players, um, and yeah, I enjoyed I it. I told
2: you that in the podcast, emission Thursday, didn't I? I? Said to you, I had game of the weekend.
1: Yep, well, you were you were proved correct. I think um, I mean Aberdeen Levy was maybe in terms of goals you get more, but um, I'd be surprised if there was a, a better game at the weekend. Final comment to make: Ross Draper is a, a wee mouthy bastard. I'm not really a fan of him. He was uh, he was getting it all. He's, I didn't even realise he was English. I just assumed he was Scottish, but um, no, I said that. but he was uh, he was giving it to um, one of the St. Mirren forwards. I think it was a Beaker, but yeah, it was one all. It finished in Paisley Sunday action. Is there much to to talk about? Maybe that's harsh. Aberdeen beat Livingston two one, and Hibbs got the the latest of victories at St. John'son. Gamba, do you want to touch on anything from Sunday's games? The penalty was a bit debatable, wasn't
0: it, in the the Hibbs St. John'son game? For the Hibbs St. John'son game, um, I mean, I suppose if if you're a fan of disallowed like goals, I suppose this was your uh, this was your goal. <laughs> Hibbs, I I wonder. If, I was actually probably looking at sizing this up whether there's actually been. More goals or disallowed goals in in the kind of Hibs games than they've actually they've actually scored. Um it's, a, it's an interesting one. Is that kinda of, it is a wee bit of a break that kind of goes Hibs way in terms of penalty and disallowed goals and things like that. But again it's I don't know whether they I don't know whether it's unfair to say that they didn't that they didn't deserve it in a way, but it's if the if these kind of things keep going for Hibs, it's going to be a very, very, very good season. Um 'cause cause that's then what it's still just that point dropped against Motherwell, which is now looking like it's probably costing the title at this point now. Um, if they keep going <laughs> like this, and again, maybe when you're getting these breaks and going this way, I think, I think Hibs are going to be on probably now, just with this. Probably top six, definitely on on the cards for them now. Um, yeah. and I think my prediction of Motherwell being third. It's a joke. I think it's going to be Hibs now. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, a lot of folk will be writing
1: Motherwell off after the, the start they made to the season. But in, in terms of Hibs, I mean, how how long do we go, KC, before the the old question gets asked? Of, and I'll, I'll whisper it for <laughs> now. But c- could could they win the league? Yes.
2: Nah. <laughs> no, that that, was,
1: that that wasn't the question. The question was how long does it go before you know BBC, oh, right. BBC Sport have got the article up saying you know um, I forgot the Hibs manager's name. Jack Ross I was going to call Jack him Ross, Jack sorry. Ryan for some reason. But um, Jack, Ross. <laughs> good show, good show. But um, aye, <laughs> right, how long before people start considering it?
2: After the, I'd say after the first round of fixtures um, to see where they are. Um, I think it was Hearts two seasons ago that were in that Hearts were top of the table after what 11-12 games and then Moneyfield happened could have been nah, I, uh, I, and eh then Craig Levine really came into he's 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 a his usual characteristics after that so um, nah I think that obviously it's been a very very strong start the season at Hibs and that's one of the only things I can say to bring it back to Kiwarnock as always do out your games that's as already faced Hibs Rangers and Celtics so you're hoping There's games for us Coming up now that, that, that we can take points from Given that There's no doubt The Hibs have been The best of the rest Well to be fair They've arguably had a better start To the season in Celtic Well they have had a better start To the season in Celtic Given that So they played a game less But um, So no Very good season Great balance to the squad me and the boys were going on about Goggich again, just kind of take the piss a wee bit as well, just been like, as if like, your grandkids are be up talking about the Gogich role and stuff, man, just sitting in front of the floor. he's just up your dog, isn't he, man, so instead him Gogich, man, because he just like, love, he love's challenging for heaters and just mopping things up, so... Sky, Sky um, Sports had him in the left of the midfield three yesterday, in the formation well, See, that's something that doesn't get spoken about enough, by the way, man, like, See how wrong formations are week in, week out. I need to sit and I'm like, well, that's not happening. He's there, he's there. Unreal. Gogic man. Goggich left wing, man. That's what I want to see. <laughs> that's what Derek McInnes would if he's on, no, man. if put went on the left and then pump was it Brilliant. No, in all honesty, he's been a good
1: signing for them and he's doing well. So um, a good win for Hibs. Obviously, we should probably touch quickly on, on Stevie Malin, the fact that he hadn't played... Uh, in 2020 I think b- Before coming on yesterday I think it was a, the Derby win over Hearts Back when Hearts were a top flight team Back in December And Covid wasn't even a word we, we knew about um, That was the last time that Stevie Mallon had played a game of football When he came on And, and wouldn't you know it he, he tucks away the penalty And it was a good penalty Andy
3: Uh definitely um, I think he knew exactly where he was going to put it And he just smashes the ball, And uh, you can see by a celebration How much it, it sort of meant to him um, Obviously, judging from the highlights, um, the first sort of clap him when he comes on, he sort of gives the ball away with a, a slack header. Um, but after that, he just sort of found his footing and sort of went on from there. Um, it's definitely a good addition to an already um, excellent Hibs team.
1: Definitely. Right, final game, Aberdeen 2, Livingston 1. The highest scoring game of the weekend. And when it's only three goals, you know, it's been a... A bit of a, a disappointing weekend. I don't think the, the quality of matches have been great in Scottish football over the last couple of weeks or so. But maybe we'll we'll see some more goals in the coming weeks. Um, aye, Aberdeen two one, pretty comfortable. I think. Although Livingston did have a few chances in the first half, and um, I think it was uh, Ferguson penalty and, and Scott Wright scoring late on as well. they play Ar- sorry Nsi Runovic. In midweek, and surely if they if they struggle there, Gamba they could um, even top Kelly's achievement from from last season. That would be an even,
0: even more dramatic fail. Aye, we from from a season where we've had two teams playing knockout football after Christmas. There's there's some really good banana skins that are lined up here mm-hmm. for this. Um, Rangers will be the I, only I th- team left in Europe this time next week. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I think so. Um, <laughs> I no I, I think Aberdeen's ability to simply just grind results out, which should we really be surprised? that the they've, they've come back and this is just what they're doing again. That's in Johnson game, this game again. I suppose they went two goals up in this game, which should have probably was pretty shocking. But then you kind of see that natural order of no, Aberdeen. are just going to win by one goal. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. You know they they will they will grind it out. It's all right. Things will be. I think they will. I think they will get through. Um. I think I think Aberdeen will be fine. But um. Aye, it's. I just, I just want as many, I just want as many teams to get through this first round as we possibly can because I think once you get through the round where it's like that, okay, this is where this is where you should be beating all these teams, then it goes into the ones where it's more of a kind of 50 Yeah. I think if you're coming up against it a team that's off. a wee bit better than you, aye. Um, and I think from some of those Champions League games as well, there have been a few absolute disasters, and who knows, you could come up against a team like Slovan Bratislava who can't even field a team, so who knows <laughs> just get through this and hopefully things will kind of sort itself out
1: right a couple of signings that these teams have made Aberdeen and Livingston Aberdeen have brought in Marley Watkins and Livy have brought in Anthony Stokes who wants to take Watkins <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the silence is definitely no. I, I, g- genuinely I, I just I actually really wanted to speak about Stokes but I forgot how much Gamba loves him so I'll leave that for Gamba no 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 it's but, fine it's fine
0: we can just, if you want, we can just leave Marley Watkins and just touch. I will just do that. That's that's very okay. I'll, I'll I'll say it. I'll say it. that's an interesting one. That's that's an interesting one. In the same in the same definition of the word interesting that I talked about, Morelos. That's uh that's an interesting
2: signing. Well, i oh, well, I know him. Hame, put him a bit silly there, obviously, but his he's, he's record. record. <laughs> he put that in the group chat, and then uh, that gets, certainly got a few laughing faces. Um, but before that, like. Um, Inverness obviously very very good, um, and and I think he did okay. I initially went down to England, but when I read it at the time, I thought, don't get me wrong. I think it's maybe a wee bit below Aberdeen station where Aberdeen should be pushing for. But I think it would be a very good signing for kind of, other clubs in the league. Like see, like the United side, yeah. for example, I'd be like, well, that's a good bit of business. But for Aberdeen, I think that they should maybe be. Setting the, the bar a wee bit higher than, than Marley Watkins but I, but I do think if he gets a any the games Then he could score goals And he's, he's likely to get a run of games Given, obviously I think Bruce Anderson's been playing up front And we all know how much Derek McInnes hates his own youth players So I can't <laughs> see that
1: happening Injury incoming for Watkins as well <laughs> Wouldn't that <laughs> be horrendous, man If that happened again <laughs> after the boy Edmondson And, and Cosgrove and me no. all getting injured
0: um, But I was going to well, he'll it, it, turn that goal, goal scoring record around because he's he's going to play like I think he kind of has to so hmm. right yeah, maybe, on maybe you, now's his time
1: on you go Gamba take it away Anthony Stokes oh, back I've, in the Scottish
0: Premiership stunning absolutely stunning one of my one of my heroes uh, not for football reasons obviously uh, nah <laughs> I
3: think
0: <laughs> nah I think that's a, that, <laughs> I'm just I'm just pleased to see him back in Scottish football Um I how he's how he's been out in what was it Iran mm-hmm. he was in yeah um, Persia aye Persia aye <laughs> God Prince <puns> of Persia <laughs> <laughs> um, no it, I think it's just good to see him back in Scottish football because once again as we're speaking about Morelos he's a character um, whether you whether whether you want that in your team or not I don't know but I think he's I think he's a cracking forward. Um, whether he's still good enough to replace Dykes, probably not considering how well Dykes was doing, but I'm just happy to see someone with the technical ability that Stokes has, with the kind of goal-scoring ability that he's had, and just with the kind of character that he brings back to Scottish football. I mean, I'd not I'd be happy if he signed for any team pretty much in Scottish football to see him back. So no, I'm, I'm really delighted he's, he's he's back. I'm just sad I can't go to games to see him back in action, man.
2: That's the one thing I'm
0: disappointed about.
2: I, I genuinely think that that is... Uh, unbelievable I think that's a perfect fit There's just something Here's me saying this And Stokes will be bombed at the door After Saturday <laughs> Or for, for falling out With Martindale And Gary Holt But <laughs> I genuinely I just think that That seems like a perfect fit It just seems exactly What Olivier are all about man. Like the touch players that, that nobody else would touch You know what I mean And get the best at them And there's absolutely No doubt And if Stokes plays games He'll score goals And I, I just I really think that's A brilliant Brilliant bit of business So what I'm saying is I've got to get him my fantasy team as soon as uh-huh, he becomes yes. available for that. because um, Marley Watkins I, is going to outscore him this season, we think. <laughs> <laughs> After my comments, probably Cal Tramarko <laughs> <as soon as laughs> well. But I genuinely do think that that's, that's unbelievable business. Well, no, unbelievable business, but I think it's a, it's a great fit and I think that he will score goals there.
1: There we go. That's, uh, we can clip that one up for later in the season when he's struggling. Thanks for that. <laughs> you, you mentioned fantasy football there. We'll move on to that. Still top of the s- nearly 800 strong burst ball league is Lachlan Higgett, uh, 64 it's points. Hyatt.
2: It's Lachlan Hyatt. I know him well. It's Hyatt. all right he, he, he gave me any bother for that because everybody was mispronouncing his name in the podcast. Right, go on. L- Lachlan Hy-
3: Hyatt?
1: Yes, Hyatt. Right. Well, he's uh, very high in the, the league table, I suppose. He's top. Oh.
2: Yay. Or we'll continue to come walk on Higget And just
1: refer to him as Higgy <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he's done well 64 points again Just having a great season I'm looking at his team though And um, let's just say if, if Rangers start struggling He might start struggling Because Barisic got him 20 Goldson somehow got him 12 And Ryan Kentway in with 8 as well So what's that? 40 points out of his 64 Came from uh, 3 Rangers players So let's just hope for a um a uh, kind of bit of a slump from Rangers to see guys like this coming down to, to the rest of us um, How are you guys getting on, just briefly, can kind
0: of, all right? Well, my defence is the Livingston defence, so that tells you how well I'm doing
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've still got Morelos in my team, so that's, so, that's what I'm doing
2: <laughs> I, I had a terrible few weeks, and that week there, I get 60 and average is 36 points So I had a very, very good week, so I'm slowly but surely climbing back up the the table uh, after a decent first week and then terrible for the next few
1: the revival right guys just finish the podcast a um, few midweek games European games Celtic Ferenc Varos Motherwell Glentoran and Aberdeen NSI Runovic who if anyone is going to let the team down this week Scottish football wise and you can say nobody if you want Gamba. one word Uh,
0: nobody Andy? <sighs> nobody.
1: You're not going to believe this. Not
3: convincing.
1: I am, um, I think, I, nah, I, I don't know if I can say it live in a podcast. I, I'm genuinely a bit worried for Motherwell. I think he's are struggling badly.
2: Yeah, you're a right. But I'll, I'll say, I'll say nobody. Yeah. Casey? I'll <laughs> say Motherwell.
3: Ooh. Getting fucking ganged up here. <laughs> I, well, I have be right to think so but I mean we, we haven't been playing terrible um, but again we do struggle against teams that will sit in against us because we can't break them down and that's exactly what they'll probably do and as I keep saying or as I said at the start um, Big E if anyone will score as he is a former Molo player definitely but hopefully hopefully we don't let the side down and if I do um, you'll never see me again <laughs> Brilliant Good to have
1: you on Andy I appreciate you taking your time out I and, know Cheers It's been good Coming on to chat and thanks very much Casey and Gamba as well We'll speak to you guys soon Thank you for taking the time to listen to this show We'll be back pretty soon probably in a matter of days for more Scottish football content Until then take care and we'll speak to you soon